Thank you. <clears throat> Great, sir. Thank you. Real, do take your seats. You might want to save the applause till the end, but we'll see. Uh, it's really great to be with you, and uh, it's great to have come up yesterday and head out onto the streets with a few of the guys from the church here, just kind of go and connect with people and talk to people and hoon around for Jesus, that kind of thing. So if you are here, we know there are a few people in the first meeting who came from the streets yesterday as we met you, then it's uh, really especially well, uh, great to see you uh, with us today. So we're going to be doing something a little bit fun, if that's okay. For the first two rows, you're going to be in for a treat. Everyone else, we're going to have fun anyway, so you might as well join in. And uh, we're basically going to have a bit of a laugh while we talk about something a little bit serious, a little bit deep. Sorry about that. Uh, Because a couple of weeks ago, I don't know whether you're one of those people who, like Steve, likes to live their life out on Facebook. You know, kind of every time. Just saying. uh, You know, you kind of like, you know, little children enjoying their tea. Quick, take a photo, put it on Facebook. Bought some new shoes, put it on Twitter. You know, it's kind of like, people don't like that, but <laughs> I've touched a nerve, haven't I? I do apologise, I'm very sorry about that. A couple of weeks ago, Twitter and Facebook went ballistic. There were thousands and hundreds of thousands of posts, uh, particularly connected to two people, as the death of Alan Rickman and the death of David Bowie were announced within 24 hours or so of each other. Lots of pictures of Jareth the Goblin King, played by David Bowie, and trying to explain to your six-year-old how Jareth the Goblin King died is weird. Uh, but anyway, he died. Uh, Alan Rickman, the sheriff of Nottingham, of course, uh, also died. And the kind of the, everyone on social media was kind of saying pretty much one thing. I can't believe it. They've gone too soon. Oh, no! With several hundred thousand O's at the end of their no. What had happened was there was a surprise that had happened. Now, I'm not wishing to be crass at this moment, but it's not that surprising. I don't know if you know this. 100% of people die. So when someone dies, it's not always that surprising, to be perfectly honest, because everyone does. But what had happened was these two guys, seemingly in the prime of their careers, David Bowie just released his album a few days earlier, Black Star. Uh, Alan Rickman, uh, again, just had his movie released with Kate Winslet. These two people were at the top of their careers still. And people were suddenly asking the big questions because there was a surprise. How can someone in the prime of their life suddenly go? And it makes us ask the big questions of life. And of death, big questions about what we're up to and what we're not up to, purpose and meaning and that kind of thing. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, which seems a bit heavy, especially on a Sunday, could be at home reading the papers, drinking a latte, latte. Uh, But you know, it's kind of like, but here we are talking about life, death, purpose and meaning. Well, we're going to have some fun as well, as I say, along the way while we do that. But I also want to, as Zoe and Steve have said, kind of unashamedly promote and plug Alpha. Alpha is something that you need to think about all the way through this morning. Whether you're someone who maybe we met on the streets yesterday, maybe you've been brought along by someone kicking and screaming to church on a Sunday just so that you can come and hear some hilarious man. Uh, by the way, very weird when you go to the toilet and see your name as an advert just above the <laughs> urinal. That's kind of freaky. Moving on. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of you come along and you, and you kind of think, what's this all about? Maybe you're someone who's been to church for many years. You also need to listen because this is something that you need to invite your friends along to. Yeah. I also want to say particularly to some of the young people that actually maybe as you kind of, your friends around you think that you are already a Christian, 
You kind of show the things that you're a Christian, but actually you know deep down that you'd actually really benefit from doing Alpha. And I just want to just kind of encourage you and challenge, with you, uh, challenge you with that as well. But uh, as I say, we're going to kind of have a little bit of fun, and we're going to talk a lot about Jesus this morning. But we've talked, uh, we've called this talk this morning Breakout. And we're talking about the fact that we can break out of a kind of a current way of thinking. Because most people, when we sing songs about Jesus or think about Jesus, kind of switch off a little bit. And even as we've heard and talked about uh, this morning, we've talked about how busy life can get. And it certainly can. Now, these are a pair of handcuffs. And... Uh, as you do. And uh, we're talking about the busyness of life. And sometimes we feel that kind of life gets really quite busy. With all the different things that we do, with all the different things that we're up to, we can get very, very busy in life. And that can sometimes feel us, uh, leave us feeling a little bit trapped. You kind of think, well, hang on, I was supposed to be pursuing that thing. And kind of when I got to that goal, I was going to be like, I was gonna, it was going to be, I was going to have everything I needed. But actually, we ultimately ended up still quite trapped in those things as we pursued them. And we think we just haven't got the time, to be honest, I just haven't got the time to really think about and talk about the big questions of life and death and purpose and meaning. But ultimately we find if we don't think about those things, as we've talked about even today, the joy of life can sometimes be missing and leave us completely trapped. When we start to look for the trappings of life, we can often end up trapped by them. But we're talking about a breakout today. You can clap, but you don't have to, obviously. We're talking about a breakout, a freedom and a true freedom that Jesus brings today. And here is what a famous, or at least this is what a, a famous historian said about Jesus. This is a guy who has uh, sat in the world of academics. He is a well-renowned historian. The author H.G. Wells said this of Jesus Christ. I must confess, as a historian, that this penniless preacher from Nazareth is irrevocably posh word for definitely, is irrevocably the very center of history. Jesus Christ is easily the most dominant figure in all history. Mahatma Gandhi said of Jesus' words that they contain enough dynamite to blow all civilization to pieces, turn the world upside down, and bring peace to a war-torn planet. Jesus Christ the central figure of the Christian faith. Now, I don't know what you know about the two people I quoted, but Gandhi wasn't a Christian. Don't know if you know that or not. H.G. Wells also was not a Christian. In fact, he starts off that little quote we read earlier on saying, I am not a believer. I don't believe Jesus is who he claimed to be, but he nonetheless is the most influential figure in all history. Jesus was undeniably influential. His words are undeniably powerful. We have to consider the words of Jesus. Well, I suppose you don't have to if you don't want to. You could just bury your head in the sand like an ostrich and just kind of feign ignorance. But actually, if Jesus really is the most influential person in all history, if Jesus' words really are the only words that can bring peace to a war-torn planet, then we need to consider the words of Jesus, just as Haley did. Came along on Alpha and considered the words of Jesus. And that's what we're going to be doing today. Because we have to consider and think about the words of Jesus. You see, many people kind of immediately switch off when we start talking about Jesus because they know the answers. And you may well be one of those people who say, do you know what, Simon, I don't need to know about Jesus. I've learned all I need to know because I did RE at school. 
And I remember my RE teacher said this about Jesus. He said he was a nice guy, had a beard, used to wear sandals, wore a white duvet, still not sure why. And kind of, you just kind of talk around to old ladies, telling them to be nice, and that was it. Or we've seen documentaries or we've read books which make certain claims about Jesus. Let me say this to you as a challenge. If all you know of Jesus is what someone else has told you, you owe it to yourself to find out the truth for yourself. And that's what Alpha is about. I can't believe that got a bigger clap than the handcuffs. I'll be honest with you, okay? <laughs> it did, both, both meetings. Anyway, moving on. But the reality is Alpha is there for you to think about and weigh up and consider these most powerful words. As I said, there's an opportunity for questions. You can come in and say, hey, hang on, I've got this question about this Jesus person. It's not just to come and listen to a talk and enjoy some nice food. You get to wrestle with it and discuss and, and, and work with other people to think and, and wrestle through some of these really big questions and issues. But in, in these words of Jesus, we find there is real power and real life. As we've already talked about today, the words of Jesus are not about damping down life and making us all boring. I'll, I'll be honest, there are boring Christians, but they were boring before they were Christians too, okay? <laughs> the reality is Jesus... <laughs> few of you near the back. No, uh, Jesus' <laughs> Jesus's words are life-bringing and joy-giving. And we read in the Bible of an account where Jesus was talking to his followers. And You like that, Steve, didn't you? Uh, his followers and his disciples. Jesus knows that he is about to be taken away. He's about to be arrested and he's about to go and face the horrific death of crucifixion. He's talking to his friends. They're having their kind of last supper together. And this is what Jesus uh, has a conversation with one of his friends. Thomas, uh, one of his disciples, uh, says of, uh, is talking to him about heaven. And this is what Thomas says. Thomas says to Jesus in John chapter 14, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? How can we know how to get to heaven? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, because you know me, and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, you idiot, Philip. I paraphrased the Bible slightly at that point. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for <laughs> really hurt. even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, "Show us the Father"? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I don't speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living me who is doing His work. Believe me when I say I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So these are the words of Jesus, the most influential figure in all history, the one whose words can turn the world upside down. These are the most influential words of the most influential person ever, and this is what he says. I personally... And the only way to get to heaven. I personally am the only way to get to God. I personally am the only way, the truest truth. I personally am the only one who can give life its full meaning and purpose. That's why we cannot just kind of count Jesus or discount Jesus as just a nice man who said nice things to help us be nice to old ladies. 
Because Jesus made some amazing claims about himself. And for that reason, many people switch off when it comes to Jesus. Well, hang on, that can't work. You can't, as Jesus say, that you are the only way. That is arrogant, that therefore cannot be true because it is arrogant, and I refuse to listen to anything else. And that is true. It is an extraordinarily bold and arrogant claim for anyone to make that they are the only route to get to God. Unless it's true. If it's true, then that's good. Because then we know that he is the only way to God. And if it's not true, that's also good because we know he isn't the only way to get to God. But the reality is that for many of us, we kind of have already switched off our brains. A friend of mine called uh, Ange, who did uh, our Redeemer Church Alpha Autumn course 2015, which we finished before Christmas. This is what she said about the Alpha course, or at least uh, we asked, were you a Christian when you started Alpha? This is what she said, no. Fair enough. <laughs> that's actually who Alpha's for, by the way. No. I had decided in 1999 that God did not exist. Why 1999? I don't know. I didn't ask. But in 1999, I decided that God didn't exist. She had switched off to Jesus. But we're talking about breakout. We're talking about breaking out of the way that we've always thought, the way that we've always been told about Jesus. We want to discover Jesus for ourselves. And so Jesus said, to know that I'm telling the truth, you can look at the evidence. So what evidence do we have that Jesus certainly is the way, the truth, and the life? You see, Jesus claims here to be the way, to be the only way to get to God. Most people today believe in something out there. If you are a true atheist, i.e. you think there is absolutely nothing else outside of this life, you're actually in the minority when it comes to the world population. Most people believe in something, whether that's part of one of the world's organized religions or faiths, whether it be a tribal uh, belief system or belief in the ancestors or spirit guides, whatever. Uh, Maybe you are an agnostic. Maybe you're someone who believes in something, but not necessarily the gods of the Bible. But to be honest, whatever, whichever, it doesn't really matter, because after all, they're all different pathways up the same mountain. I don't know if you uh, watched the program with the brilliant TV presenter, uh, Adrian Childs, uh, over Christmas. He did this little kind of two-part documentary, two hours, and talked about his journey of faith. So he became a, a Catholic recently and uh, then went to tour around the Mediterranean basin, talking to all the major world faiths that are represented there. And his conclusion at the end of that series was that Catholicism, or at least his faith, his religion, was just another pathway up the same mountain to the same God at the top. So we can all go different ways. It doesn't really matter how we get there. The important point is that we get there. The most influential figure in all history, the one whose words can turn the world upside down, disagrees with Adrian Childs. He said, I am the way to the Father. Jesus, the most dominant figure in all history, says it's actually about me. Now, before we go any further, you may be wondering why on earth I have a wallpapering table up here. Well... We're going to do a little trick, actually. Anyone up for a trick? Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. Ro, come and join me, because I made friends yesterday with Ro. Now, we, we were around at Steve, uh, Steve's house last night, uh, Steve Phillips' house. It was a lovely time, uh, and they made me play a board game. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. The clue is in the name, board game. Okay? Now, Ro and I kind of fell out a little bit, Okay? 
And uh, we're going to see what we can do about patching that up. So what I'm going to get you to do is I'm going to get you to join me in a trick, okay? So now what I need you to do, Rose, just come back here. And then I need you to, to place your... Um, ooh, uh, I don't... Thank you. Bum. If you could place your bum on here with... Uh, your head up there and your legs down there. Now, if you saw this in the first meeting, you'll know that Zoe disobeyed, which is why she's not doing this trick anymore. So uh, when I say to go on this bit first, I mean it, okay? So, oh, fine, use the ladder. No, just stick your bum on there and then swivel. Heads, feet, okay? Very good, well done. Brilliant. That's good. It's all working well so far. Now, uh, Steve and I were talking about this yesterday. We were trying to work out about different ways of doing this trick. And some of you may know that kind of they have, sometimes they have the ones with covers. And what they have in those covers is either magnetic legs or a kind of a pair of false legs. These are actual real legs, look, you can see. Actual real legs. They work there. Very good. No. Honestly, it's fine. So, hence I moved away quickly. Now, uh, Rome and I say we kind of, we became friends, sort of, uh, yesterday. And we're going to just have a little bit of fun uh, right here, right now. But, uh, if this trick were to go wrong, and don't worry, it hasn't gone wrong this year. Uh, this trick, if it were to go wrong, then I'm guessing Ro, as a, as a Christian, as someone who comes along to this church, she would want to be going to heaven. And for many people, that's what it is. And s- <laughs> Seriously? This is the serious bit? Can it get serious in a moment? Good, straight face, good. I wouldn't mess around because I know what happens next. Okay, so uh, the reality is that in many of the people as they were kind of Facebooking, tweeting and Instagramming all about David Bowie and Alan Rickman, a lot of them were talking about the fact that one day we'll see you again in heaven or we hope the angels are enjoying your version of Grand Control to Major Tom, whatever it was. The reality is heaven is not described as a bit like kind of where the Care Bears or My Little Ponies live, you know, kind of nice fluffy white clouds. The Bible very clearly describes what heaven is like. This is what it says in the last book of the Bible in Revelation. Heaven is the place where God dwells with man, where there's no more sickness, no more pain, no more mourning, no more death. There is an absence of anything bad, and that goes on for all eternity. A glorious place to be. That is the promise on offer through Jesus. And a place of no more pain and no more death sounds quite good, doesn't it, Ray? So, <laughs> what we're doing now, right, let's get on the trick. So, we just need a few extra little kind of props, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. Now, we have here a plank of wood. Real wood, genuine wood. (laughs) Board stiff. Right. (laughs) They like that one. Okay, hold that. Okay. Good. Right, okay. Just going to put this stock on... Right, move your fingers out of the way. I was called stumpy for the rest of the afternoon. Okay, right, we're just going to put this, uh, the stock here around the great waist of this... I meant waist of this great woman. Sorry. Always get that bit wrong. I'm not even looking at you because I know what that face you've just given me. Okay, so the stock now goes in here and we have this lovely piece of wood and that's going to go right in the middle here just so you can see the blade passes. Just hold that bit of wood, put it back to forwards just so all the ladies and gentlemen at home can see it. If you look a little bit more interested in this, that's going to really help in this. Stop it. Put your things out the way now. Good. Brilliant. Okay. Now, uh, you may have seen this trick done a number of different ways, and, and uh, different people do different things, big circular saws, that kind of stuff. Well, today it's a little bit more 21st century. Hello. Don't go in front of the speaker. Sorry, Mr. PA, man. Sorry. A little bit more exciting. Woo! Sorry. We're going to use a Black & Decker hedge trimmer to do this particular trick. 
Remember that conversation we had last night when you said to me, oh, I've always wanted to be sawn in half. Starting to change the mind a little bit at this point. Now, before we do that, we just need to do one more thing as well. A very important piece of safety equipment, of course. And uh, we know that uh, Simon Holly leads the team here. Uh, isn't here today, but he, does, he did give me strict instructions not to get blood everywhere. So uh, I have chosen this piece of fabric for two rather obvious reasons. Uh, first of all, it's colour. Second, it's ability to absorb liquids. I like that, Jake. Okay, so he's going to put that in here. No, just do on that bit. Hold that steady. Oh, it's all gone a bit wrong here, isn't it? Don't worry, I am a trained professional in flower arranging. So that's nice. So that's good. Okay, so, brilliant. That guy never dies. Okay, speaking of never dying. So, we've got everything ready to go here. See that face? Not so happy now. So, uh, anyway, we were talking about the fact that many people think that Jesus is kind of cut off from their ordinary way of thinking. That Jesus is irrelevant to what we think about and what we talk about. Well, today, we are breaking out of that expectation because Jesus, when he came from heaven to earth over 2,000 years ago, uh, born to Mary in that uh, stone, uh, stone room, we had that moment where actually we say, what's that all about? And what happened was that as Jesus ascended the cross 2,000 years ago, that Roman cross on that first Easter weekend, one hand stretched out to one side, one hand stretched out to the other, Jesus made a bridge between God and man because he was both God and man. Most of the world faiths and religions don't have the central figure as being both God and man. Either man points to God or God points to man. But in Jesus, man and God are one. And as he died a death on that Roman cross, what he did was taking a punishment that we deserved for our wrongdoing. A punishment that separated us from God. But because Jesus died on that cross, because he was willing to take the punishment we deserved, that penalty was paid. Enabling us to go free if we're willing to take hold of the hand of Jesus. Because Jesus didn't stay dead. Jesus came alive again. And hopefully if this trick goes well, uh, the same thing will happen to you, bro, which would be nice. Now... As I say, uh, we have to do this boring bit now. Please don't try this at home. <laughs> I used to. I used to do this with my baby brothers and sisters. They're now living in different parts across the country. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, watch that face. Okay, so here we go. Now... What we do, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, it's fine, right, okay. <laughs> fingers out of the way, fingers out of the way, move your fingers, move them out of the way, good. Right, just give us a cough. Perfect, okay, we're okay, we're alright, we're alright. The wood is cut, the saw removed, and slowly and very carefully we will find that Ro still is alive!
I can't let go until you get off. There we go. Okay, brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, brilliant, brilliant round of applause. Right, thank you very much, Steve. You see, Jesus didn't stay dead. Though he laid in the tomb for three days, he rose again. And as he rose again, he paved the way and proved the way for him to be the way back to the Father. I've done a number of Alpha courses myself. I've run a number, uh, both in Plymouth and again in Southampton where I was. And just before we left uh, Southampton a few years ago, I ran a course with Limboy Primus, who came to kind of do a, 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 our launch event, uh, a former premiership football player with uh, Portsmouth Football Club. And he came to share his story of kind of life on the pitch, but also his life in faith. And what happened was that we were kind of talking about him and just interviewing him. And uh, if the picture could come up, that'd be great. Uh, then we kind of, I interviewed Limboy and, and asked him a little bit about kind of his journey to faith. And what he said was this. He said that someone in his team had asked him to come and join him on the Alpha course. And Limboy didn't want to go and do that particularly in the first instant. But what he realized is that his friend, uh, what was the quote you said he oozed, what was it you said of your workmate? He oozed God's love out of him. I love that. That's what I'm doing right now. He oozed God's love out of him. And that's what Limboy said as well. And so he said this to his friend. He said, what have I got to lose? I've got it all to gain. What have you got to lose on coming to Alpha? You've got it all to gain, not just gain weight from the amazing food that we, uh, we give you, but also you get to gain the potential of meeting Jesus, the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus proved himself by being the way, by dying on the cross and coming back to life again, but also Jesus proved himself to be the truth, because many people claim that they have the monopoly on truth. Which leads many of us, of course, in turn to think, well, maybe there isn't any actual, absolute and definitive truth either. That what's true for you is okay for you, and I'll have this kind of truth over here, and as long as we don't get in too much of any bother, that's all right, really, isn't it? But the reality, of course, is that there is always a contradiction in that thinking, because it will always ultimately lead to clashes between different ideas of what truth can be. But Jesus claims to be the truth. The truth, the way in which you can best understand how to live life, the best way of bringing up your kids, the best way of running your business, the best way of studying at school, the best way of uh, doing this, the best way of doing that. Jesus is the truth of that, that he is the one who brings about full understanding and full meaning. You see, there are many people who say different things about you. I don't know if you know that, but there are many people who think they know how you best tick. So you have lots of programs that say, if you do it this way, you'll be much better. Or you've got lots of magazine articles that say, if you do it this way, you'll be much better. Or if you read uh, books and self-help guides, they say, well, if you just do this one thing, everything will be fine and you'll be okay. But I don't know about that because I look around a room like this and I think we're all a little bit different, to be honest. That actually, if we're all kind of believing what Gok Wan says about what we should wear, or if we're kind of believing about this is the best food that we should have according to Jamie and Jimmy, we're kind of like, well, uh, huh. Many people rely on science as being their foundation of truth. Many people have discounted Christ and Christianity and faith because it's all a bit kind of like that. Science is definitive, it's proof. <laughs> Did you know this? Science has proven the origins of the universe. Did you know that? Science has proved to us how the chances or probability of the universe happening by chance have come to pass. So they've actually calculated the origins of the universe 
Coming to chance in probability. Do you know what the answer is? According to Sir Roger Penrose, co- uh, mathematician, and Carl Sagan, the cosmologist and astrophysicist, the accidental occurrence of the universe probability is one part in 10 to the power 10 to the power 123, which means 10 times 10 times 10 times 10, 123 times, a one with that many zeros at the end. That is the probability of the universe happening by chance according to science, which means that all the other chances are more likely. That number is so big that according to Carl Sagan himself, the total number of elementary particles in the universe is 10 to the power 80. The chance of the universe happening by chance is 10 to the power 10 to the power 123. In other words, if you were to write a zero on every particle in the universe, there aren't enough particles in the universe. In other words, science and math tells us that probably the chances are the universe didn't happen by chance. That's science. That's not Jesus talking. That's not Bible talking. That's not philosophy. That's science and that's maths. You see, science tells us lots about us. Did you know this? Here's a bin, 45 litre bin, available from Wilco's. And uh, there is enough fluid in your body to fill that bin. Thought you might like to know that. There is enough phosphate to kill all the fleas on a medium-sized dog in your body. There's enough magnesium to do 2,200 match heads. One, two, three... Four, five, six. Oh, missed. Seven, eight, nine, ten. There is enough fat, sorry everyone, to create one, two, three, four, five, six. I live in Devon, pasties, got a cream. Seven. <laughs> seven bars of soap. That's enough fat in your body to produce that. And if at the end you were to be cremated, your entire body, your elemental particles would be the value or the weight of one, Two, three bags of flour. Is that it? That dust, is that all we're really all about? Jesus says that you are to be called brothers and sisters with him. He calls you to be a part of his family. Jesus tells us you've been made for a purpose, knitted together in your mother's wombs. Not a chance occurrence of reproduction, but for a deliberate and intentional purpose. If you've only ever been told that you are an accident or a waste of space, Jesus came to break you out of that lie. Jesus says lots of great things. Many of us have been shaped and affected by our pasts. We believe that God speaks to people today, and I believe that there will be some people here who have had a difficult relationship with their grandparents. It was actually their grandparents, I think, that brought them up and they kind of found that hard and that wasn't very easy for them and actually they had a bit of a falling out. And I believe that actually that grandparent died without that being resolved. And I just feel that God wants to speak to you today and speak love into your situation. If, you, if that's you or if anything that we talk about today or anything that you've heard is kind of, it, it hits hard for you today, maybe words that have been spoken over your life, maybe you still feel the scars physical and emotional scars of hurts and pains that have been done to you, then we'll have a little team available right at the end of the meeting, down the front here, and we'd love to be able to pray for you. In the, in the, earlier in the meeting, I felt that uh, God had laid on a heart, uh, my heart that someone had, uh, was still struggling with guilt, with abortion, and they came forward in the first meeting. But there may be someone else here still who's been wrestling with that, and God wants to just be able to bring peace into your situation. 
wants to bring truth, not a lie. He didn't come to bring a lie. He came to bring life. Life in all its fullness and life in its abundance. This is the last part that we're talking about and thinking about today. You see, I do quite like nice things. I know that may seem unusual. I like good things. And, uh, you know, sometimes though we can find that the good things that we have in life sometimes end up not freeing us, but restricting us. Now, Steve, come and join me again. This went so well in the first meeting. Okay, Steve, take that for me. Steve there has a straight jacket. Let's get that checked. Just need to clear some space. Uh, Phil, would you mind just coming to help me move this? Is that right? So Steve there has a six-buckle straight jacket. Steve wanted to get someone to check it. Check it's all real and authentic and genuine. Yep, that man's got one at home. Did you get him to check it? No, it's fine. Okay. Just a joke, sir. Okay, so we've got a six-buckle straight jacket. And Steve, come and join me up on the stage. It's all this stuff. Just someone tidy up. It's like matches, sawdust, handcuffs. Uh, good. Now, uh, oh, I need to change my microphone as well, don't I? So, okay, here we go. Otherwise, the PA man gets very cross with me. He just shook at me. That's outrageous, isn't it? I even said to do it. Right, there we go. Meet that bit. Take that. Because essentially what happens here is I have to put this straight jacket on. Unless you want to do the trick today, Steve. No, okay, fine. Okay, so this is what happens. I do grant you there is a hole in the sleeve, okay? If you expect me to get out of that, you are going to be sorely disappointed by the next couple of minutes. Okay, so uh, this is a trick that I've been doing for many years. I think I first did my uh, very first straight jacket escape. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Uh, in uh, May 1998 or thereabouts on the streets of Southampton. So I've done it a little bit. And, of course, there is a way to get out of this straight jacket that I've been taught to do. Now, as we said earlier on, this is a six-buckle straight jacket. And uh, the first four, yes, please, the first four buckles uh, go down the basically around the back. So the first one goes around the neck. <laughs> First one goes around the neck, making breathing and talking really quite difficult. Okay, and the second one goes around the shoulders, third around the waist, and fourth into the base of the spine. Now, we're talking about, that is quite tight, uh, we're talking about the fact that there is freedom that comes in life. Because for many of us, as we pursue things in life, the things that we're pursuing and chasing after actually are things that ultimately trap us. When again, I was uh, just last uh, autumn, in fact, the course that Ange uh, came on in our Alpha course, uh, she, t uh, she came to a, a launch event that we ran for our, our Alpha with a guy called Tony Jarrett. Tony is a, a former uh, athlete. Uh, he was kind of in the same era, same era as Linford Christie and Sally Gunnell, all those kind of guys. He was a 110-meter hurdler and uh, often kind of racing against Colin Jackson in that kind of era. Now, he came and he shared his story of faith and he shared his story of what he used to do kind of in the run-up to to uh, the, the early part of his career, sorry. And what he said was this, he used to pursue and chase after so many things. And what he got, he, he actually got most of those things. He got all the women, he got the kind of hotel lifestyle. In fact, he got his, uh, the very first car he bought with his first big paycheck was an Audi because it had four rings on and was the closest he could get to the Olympic rings. Because that was what he was going for. He was going for gold. But what happened was he never quite made it. The closest he got was silver and bronzes and kind of top four, top five places. He is still today the English record holder for the 110 meter hurdles. This was a man who had amazing things. But what he never had was the gold medal. And he was pursuing it and it was making him miserable. It was trapping him as he was chasing after this thing. Now, straight jackets uh, like this have been banned in this and many other countries because they're regarded as a particularly cruel form of punishment and restraint. Ladies, and in particular gentlemen, you are about to see the particularly cruel part. 
strap number five, designed to prevent the straight jacket from going up over the head, which, believe you me, it certainly does. There was no need for that, Steve. Okay, I really liked the board game. It was lovely. Thank you very much for your hospitality. Now, don't pull it. Don't pull it! That's naughty. Now, the sixth and final strap, the arm strap, goes around the back. As it is tightened, each and every other one is also tightened as well. And I do mean every one of them. Now, Tony Jarrett, this guy who was pursuing everything, had a friend who talked to him about Jesus. And uh, again, invited him along to come along to something like an Alpha course to kind of come and investigate and explore the beginnings of what Jesus was going to do in his life. That's very good. I'm multi-talented. Uh, sorry, I was just a little bit tight. So Tony kind of began to explore this journey. And as he did so, he encountered Jesus for himself and became a Christian. Not long after he became a Christian, he entered his next big race. This was a man who pursued gold his whole life. And he even said at the start of the race, don't you know who's on my side? As he'd become a Christian. The gun fired and Tony leapt from the blocks. He finished in sixth. He was gutted, but not as gutted as he had been because he knew Jesus had brought true meaning and purpose to his life. And then he got to the Kuala Lumpur Commonwealth Games and eventually he came in first place and won his gold at the Commonwealth Championships. An amazing story of a man whose life had been in pursuit of one thing but actually ended up discovering something quite different, the person of Jesus. Now, there is a way, as I say, to escape from this straitjacket. I hope I can remember it. It worked all right in the first meeting, but you never know. And uh, there is actually, yeah, as I say, it's quite dangerous. Uh, this isn't really something you should do at home like you would. Uh, there is, if any of you have seen Lethal Weapon, the film, shouldn't have done, it's an 18, bit naughty. Uh, there is a moment where Mel Gibson uh, dislocates his shoulder against a filing cabinet to help him escape from uh, the straitjacket that he's in. Uh, it is possible to dislocate your shoulder at the socket. I'm not intending on doing so. However... Should you hear a loud crack, followed by me screaming, if someone could just alert someone, that would be great. Okay, no one's going to do that in the slightest, are you? No, fine. Okay, right, um, can we move the microphone? That'd be very helpful. Fortunately, I'm still as loud, which is brilliant. So what's going to happen is this. I'm going to have to now roll around on the floor and try and escape from the straight jacket, which could be tricky, uh, as quickly as I can. While I'm doing that, obviously, you can go. Simon, you laugh, this is hard work. I still like 280 miles, I'm not Okay, so what we're going to do, I'm going to roll around on the floor. Where's my worst man gone? Where's he gone? Come back down the front. You did so well last time. Well, actually, you were rubbish. I'm going to give you another go. Can we all put three fingers in the air, please? We're going to count down from three to one, following our glorious worship leader, who's going to do it this time, loudly and enthusiastically. Okay. And in time with everyone else.
Thanks, Albert, doing two of them in one day. There is a way to be free of that straitjacket. The straitjackets that many of us walk around in, not of canvas, but the things we wish we could be free from, but the things we can't, like fear, depression, sickness, hopeless, helplessness. We can only find true freedom in Jesus Christ. Band, why don't you come and join me? As we finish this, I just want you to think about all that we've said today. Jesus claims to be the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to the Father. No one can understand what life in all its abundance and overflow. The true sense of the word freedom. The true sense of the meaning of life. No one can find those things unless you come through the person of Jesus. You now have a choice to make. You could be someone who is thinking, should I come and do this Alpha course? Here's my encouragement to you. Just come for one week. Sign up right now. If this is you, if you know you need to come and do this Alpha course, sign up right now, even while I'm still talking. If you've got a pen near you and a form near you, why don't you just fill this in and say, I want to come. And you can hand it in at the back. There's a big Alpha banner. There's a basket. There'll be a team there that would love to talk to you more about that. But why don't you do that right now? But maybe you're someone else as well. Sorry, let me just, let me just say, Ange, who I read out their questionnaire earlier on, this is what I said, or I asked her, how would you describe yourself now in terms of the Christian faith? She said, I am now a Christian and I feel in awe of how life-changing this is. Her life was radically transformed through an encounter with Jesus. Yours could be too. But if you're a person who's regular here at King's Arms, you're probably thinking, Alpha, that's great. We pray for it. I'm up for it. I really encourage you to, you know, I, I encourage those people to bring their friends. Maybe today you need to think about who your friend is. Who's your Limboy Primus? Who's your Tony Jarrett? Who's your Ange? Who's your person that you need to invite to Alpha? Why don't you write their name on this card and take it with you and make sure that this week you give it to that person. Because most of you or many of you will believe everything I've just talked about and shared about today. But that true freedom and life-changing freedom, that life-changing encounter with Jesus is only possible for your friend if you invite them to come and hear the good news. So why don't you do that? I was going to pray very quickly and then we'll hand over to the worship team just to finish the meeting off. Father God, I thank you for all that we've shared today. Thank you that in the midst of the silliness and the fun, we can have those moments of seriousness to consider the very biggest questions in life. Father, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he is the way, the truth and the life proven by his death and resurrection on the cross. We pray, Lord, for this Alpha course coming up that it would be the biggest course this church has ever seen. We pray it would be the most fruitful this course that this church has ever seen. We pray for this season of reaping a harvest of growth and of expansion for this church through the work of Alpha, we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. Bless you. Let's carry on worshiping God together.